Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. And I'm Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail by Ashley Herring Blake. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Ashley Herring Blake is an award-winning author and teacher. She loves coffee, cats, melancholy songs, and happy books. She is the the author of the young adult novels Suffer Love, How to Make a Wish, and Girl Made of Stars. Uh, And the middle grade novels Ivy Aberdeen's Letter to the World and the Mighty Heart of Sunny St. James. Ivy Aberdeen's Letter to the World was a Stonewall Honor book, as well as a Kirkus School Library Journal, NYPL, and NPR Best Book of 2018. Her YA novel, Girl Made of Stars, was a Lambda Literary Award finalist. She's also the author of the adult romance novel, Delilah Green Doesn't Carry. Care, not carry. Oops. <laughs> and a co-editor on the young adult romance anthology, Fools in Love. She lives on a very tiny island off the coast of Georgia with her family. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, for Astrid Parker, failure is unacceptable. Ever since she broke up with her fiancé a year ago, she's been focusing focused on her career. Her friends might say she's obsessed, but she's just driven. There was no cadence in that for me. I'm so sorry. No, I know. <laughs> None at all. My brain what? was looking at the punctuation. Punk, punk, what? i think i over caffeinated myself today i'm so sorry okay you were just saying each word individually there was no sentence there there was no cadence at all um when prue everwood asks her to be the designer for the everwoods in the everwood inns renovation that will be broadcasted are you okay (laughs) i don't know i'm sorry on a popular home improvement show inside inside america haha um, Astrid knows this is the answer to everything that is. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Do you need me to take over? No, hold on. I just need okay. a second. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the answer to everything that is wrong with her life. It'll be the perfect distraction. Okay, maybe I do. Okay. Uh, it'll be the perfect distraction from her failed love life and her perpetually displeased mother might finally give her nod of approval. However, Astrid never planned on Jordan Everwood, Prue's granddaughter and lead carpenter for the inn's renovation, who despises every modern design decision Astrid makes. Jordan is determined to preserve the history of her family's inn, particularly as the rest of her life is in shambles. When that determination turns into a little light sabotage, ruffling Astrid's perfect little feathers, the showrunners <laughs> ask them to play up the tension. But somewhere along the way, their dislike for each other turns into something quite different, and Astrid must decide what success truly means. Is she going to pursue the life that she's expected to lead, or the one she wants? Without any further ado, <laughs> let's get into it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know why. I just got, like, a case of the giggles in the That's middle okay. of okay. <laughs> you know what I realized? <laughs> what? I didn't yawn. In the beginning. You did not, but you know when you did yawn? Right oh, as fuck. I started reading right as I started reading the blurb. Maybe that's really? where the, the giggle started. Yeah. I Maybe. noticed it, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I did, I was so focused on the fact I didn't yawn in the beginning, I didn't even realize I ever yawned. <laughs> you were like, We averted the crisis, we're good. We can <laughs> we can keep going. Uh, um hi, okay, so trigger warnings real quick. Mm-hmm. 
uh, divorce, anxiety and panic attacks, depression, <clears throat> alcohol consumption, cancer mentioned, and death of parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously we covered Delilah Green. Oh my god, there's a huge crane right in my backyard right now. What is going on? Um, obviously we co- covered Delilah Green Doesn't how care. many months ago? Months ago. Months ago. Many like months. Summer. Did we do months. it for... Did we do it for Pride? We might have. We read it a long time ago. Yeah. But I recall finishing Delilah Green and being like, eh. Yeah. Like, I, was wasn't, just, eh. I wasn't, like, head over heels in love with Delilah Green. Yeah. So I was not, I was going into Astrid Parker with lower expectations because yeah. I was Delilah like, Green eh. was so hyped up. Like, it and was I so loved, hyped up. I remember seeing the cover and I was like, oh my god, who is this bitch wearing all black with yeah. tattoos and all, yeah. Yes, and it was it was very ideal and then it wasn't when we read it. I just wasn't that impressed when I read it. Yeah. So this, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to like Astrid Parker. She's kind of stuck up. But mm-hmm. maybe perhaps I have a thing for when the stuck up character gets, gets broken down. Unruffled. Yeah. Yeah. Or ruffled, rather. Um, mm-hmm. I liked this one. I did too. I, I was like, I was like, meh for the first 30%. And then I was like, oh, the tension is tensioning. Mm-hmm. The vibes are vibing. And I was, I was enjoying myself. It was a silly little book. And I, I discovered I fucking love the calling someone, the stuck up person by their last name. <laughs> yeah. Trope. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, Jordan Everwood, very classic, uh, short-haired, work-with-your-hands, lesbian <laughs> yeah. vibe. So I also really love that. Uh, but I also just loved how the, like, right off the bat, there was a lot of emotional depth going on, mm-hmm. I think. And we just, like, Jordan kind of being in a very vulnerable position and honestly being very open and talking about things right right also very attractive yeah i also think this one helped because we already saw astrid before yeah we knew what she went through we saw her little breakdown uh at the end this is, of astrid is oh my god wait i have a comparison oh okay so how people feel about nesta and akatar and like mm-hmm. all those verses went after they read a court of silver flames and they're like, oh shit, I'm Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. Nesta. Yeah, because I, I didn't like Astrid in the beginning, like yelling at uh Jordan. But also no. I understood because But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would be like, Oh, it's totally okay. You were Oh, I would people please my word. Yeah. Yeah. I people please my way out. And I think we had this exact conversation after we finished Delilah Green because there was the blurb at the end of Delilah Green for Astro Parker's book. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we said the exact same thing verbatim that Yay. we're both too people pleaser to uh to care, really. Uh-huh. Um and so this time around also I was like, yeah, no, I don't know. You just didn't need to be that mean, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but so it took me a while to like Astrid again. Mm-hmm. I felt I was like, okay, I mean we know her okay. background and everything, but I'm we know her mad mother. At her. Yeah. yeah, we know her mother. That's true. We do know her mother. Um, I felt like this had a lot more than just the romance going on. And perhaps that's why I liked it yeah. more than Delilah Green. Because I know Delilah Green didn't, like, obviously romance, it was the core plot. But also there was just, like, what? They were trying to figure out 
Astrid's wedding thing. That was pretty much it. That's all I can really remember. Blow up Astrid's wedding. Yeah, and it was also it was about her family and sisterhood and like yeah yeah all all the friends plots and stuff were great and yeah and Claire's story was great but I just felt like it didn't have enough plot that like so this one I was like there's a clear plot and then outside of the plot we're also having this like romantic tension Mm -hmm. that is like also affecting the plot so I was like okay everything I feel is making sense and is good it wasn't giving second book syndrome to me. No, I enjoyed this. And I think mm-hmm. what's, especially with this structure of tr- like romance trilogies specifically, mm-hmm. where it's like same people, but yeah. different stories, you know, like all mm-hmm. the, like the Brown sisters and how many other, there's so many fucking things like yeah. this now. Um, but I think it's like a lot easier to evade the second book syndrome because you can really start like just do something completely new yeah but fresh yeah exactly so i mean i don't think i was expecting second book syndrome for this one i just like was also i don't know i don't know i do feel like with with a lot of these like uh soft trilogy like the Mm -hmm. standalone Mm -hmm. trilogies that we're seeing like i do feel like the second book is less likable almost 100 percent of the time Except for Brown Sisters. I thought they're all equal in my brain. Maybe I just haven't read as many. You've read a lot more than me. Like the, those. even even It Happened One Summer and whatever the second one was called. The second okay. one was god all fucking trash. awful. All trash. all trash. I agree, but at least the first one was better than the second. I think like You Had okay. Me at Ola was better than the second. Whatever it's called. Oh, see, like I didn't even read that one. Okay, yeah. so you have, a, you have a lot more. I just feel like I'm seeing this lately. So I was like, it. I wasn't expecting a lot. And then uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is really enjoyable. I liked it. I yeah. like it more than I like Delilah Green. So I think I did too. Yeah. I think I'm more attracted to Del- Delilah Green in that character. But I See, really- I'm not. Maybe that's the thing. Okay. Like See, she's I- not a morning person. She's like she's the antithesis of everything that is my type. Besides mm-hmm. her look. She looks like someone I would be attracted <laughs> to. But like personality wise, I could not. Oh, I fucking love her personality. But um no, she's funny, though. She's, she's funny. She's yeah, funny. Yeah, I'll give that. I, I do like Jordan, though. I do. But, like, I think a more healed version of me would love Jordan. Okay. But, like, the toxic parts of me are like, no, I like Delilah Green. Okay. 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 See, because, like, in Delilah Green, I liked Claire. Like, uh, and. Uh uh-uh, uh. Not yeah. attracted to Claire in the slightest. You see? And, like, physically, I'm not either. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not attracted to really any skinny white women, but. Claire was uh, plus size. Was she? Yeah, she's. I mean, supposed to be. Like they talk about her curves. Plus size or just curvy? Maybe not plus size, but like yeah, very much emphasize that she is not skinny in the slightest. Okay. okay. Hmm. So I, I rescind plus size, but they do try and really, and even like I think people were saying like, based off of how she was described in the book, the cover doesn't even match. Like she's too skinny on the cover. Okay. To match the description in the book. Yes, yeah, she's really skinny on the cover. That's why I just went to go look at the cover because I was yeah. like, I don't recall. No, but in the book, she's definitely described as like curvy gal, curvy curvy gal. Interesting. But yeah, I also anyway. I, I hate I hate moms. I hate dads. I hate most yeah, of the time. Don't, you don't like parents. <laughs> I, I don't like parents. I don't like. The I wonder idea. where that came from. <laughs> parents dating. I think I was traumatized. 
by watching my parents date in middle school. Um, yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. To me, so, doesn't that doesn't give me the ick the way it gives you the ick. So perhaps that's also a divide here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I enjoyed this one a lot more mm-hmm. um, because there were no children involved. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I you texted me because you were giving me <laughs> I was like, oh, my shit. my own warning that someone was a widower. Yes, because they really played that no, up and, for it to be like that. Well, yeah. So when you said never mind, then I was like, oh, I feel like while I was reading, I was like, oh, I should be thinking that she's a widow, yeah. but she's not. Um, <laughs> but but it was very much uh, definitely a gotcha, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Oh, it was such a gotcha moment. The way that yeah, yeah. they. Like that was so on purpose, but oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I I thought it was I liked the way though that they explained everything like towards the I don't know towards the end, but not really the end, you know, uh, of the whole revelation mm-hmm. on Jordan's end of like yeah, well we met in middle school and then we started dating in college and then we just none, did what neither we were of supposed us, to do yeah like, we just felt. Next- yeah, the next step was, oh, gay marriage got legalized, so we decided to get married. No, yeah. Neither of us really even asked. Like, yeah. it was very much a, a let's – I don't know. It was, like, such a reflecting moment for Jordan that I was like, yeah, okay. I, I totally – I can relate. You needed to heal. You needed to heal. Yes. I I really liked that um, storyline for her. Mm-hmm. I hated Meredith. I hated – Fuck that bitch, bro. <laughs> Nah, uh, her meddling, first of all, her just being genuinely, like, manipulative in every sense of the word yeah. towards um, Jordan, and then her meddling in the whole TV show thing that oh was going God. on. Awful. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But, you know, I really respected Astrid for being like, no, stop lying. Like, we can't, Yeah, I'll walk out on this. And because, yeah, and then... um. I really am over-caffeinated today. There's no sentences that are sentencing right now. But okay. later when they finally talk again and mm-hmm. Astrid's like, even if you say it wasn't me using you, I was using you. Even if I didn't really think that's what it was, I was using you. It's like, yeah, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Good. Own your shit, girly. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are your thoughts? Was... Yeah. Wait. <laughs> it was good. Because I, I was thinking different things while you were talking and then I... You stopped talking, and then I stopped thinking. Oh, okay. I don't know what just happened. Um, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck me. Um, what was I? It's okay. <laughs> Hang on. I mean, let me just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What were my thoughts? Um, can you say something? Yeah. I okay. Go for it. You take it from... Oh, okay. <clears throat> I guess I could go to my notes. Um. Oh, I took quite a few. I was, lis- I was like, trying to make sense of my thoughts this time around. I liked... Oh, okay, okay. This is something I, d- I did. Yeah. Like. I liked, I think, the way Jordan... I mean, it grew to this, but right off the bat jordan could kind of see right through astrid and she could yeah. see when she had a face up she could see when she had a wall up when she was being herself versus who she was supposed to be and she didn't fully understand what that was mm-hmm. but like i just love that like i can see right through you trope uh-huh. too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um 
And like Astrid could start to see that with Jordan as well. And I don't know, but like you said, the tension was tensioning and I loved that. Particularly when they decided they were going to work together in secret Mm -hmm. and then they still had to be like mean to each other on camera. Mm -hmm. And there was like a scene where Astrid was like, we were basically nose to nose, like arguing about this. (laughs) I was was like, slay! I love that. Uh, I love, that was when I was like, okay, I like this. Like I'm I'm enjoying this. Like the tension is tensioning. It's funny. I really... Uh, appreciate that Jordan was like I acknowledge that Astrid is clearly interested in like something but Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. had she had the willpower to put her foot down and be like I want you to kiss me because it's me not because you want to kiss a girl yes yes and I I was also at that point like oh my god please kiss right like it was I I was there already with, with yeah with them both but um, and I I know Astrid really was too. But I think like that gave Astrid like the little kick in the ass to be like evaluate carefully that there's somebody else's feelings here, not just like you, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Jen, she was being like, I you know, I have all these queer friends. Like, don't you think I would know if I was also queer? But mm-hmm. it, it really allowed her to come to terms. I think more with like what her like what direction her thoughts really were going in and to keep Jordan's own feelings in mind yes I I think that was a really good scene and at first it made me like it unnerved me a little bit Mm -hmm. I think reading it because like as somebody who has come out much later in life and hasn't had much experience Mm-hmm. with women I immediately was like oh shit like because that is like a worry in the back of my mind is like somebody's not going to want me to be or like that they're not going to want to be my first experience. something yeah mm-hmm. yeah and are going to be afraid it's just like experimenting or getting something out of my system or something like that mm-hmm. like that is something that's kind of been like nagging at me so at first reading that scene it made my stomach flip in a bad way yeah like fuck that's scary but then it was like no no no. okay that makes total sense yeah i really appreciate that it's kind of putting the like really put thought into this make sure this is i am who you want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it just made it so much better when they finally did and then it was like the time between that and then when they finally did kiss Mm -hmm. and they had those like they had so many more like little intimate moments yeah. Between there, like, there was one point where, like, they had their foreheads literally pressing together and they were, like, holding each other, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, just fucking kiss already, but. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think I was, like, almost frustrated with Jordan in that moment also. Yeah. Like, at yeah. first. Because I was like, I mean, clearly, they want to kiss each other, yes. right? Yeah. Like, I-, I see it. You can see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very much like, yeah, you know what? That's a great... That, like, that's a fair point on her end. She's a person also in yeah. this equation. Like, it's yeah. not... It's not just because we want them to kiss that they need to kiss right then. Um, so I, I really, really appreciated that, like, willpower from Jordan. Yeah. And willingness to, like, assert herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to discuss the rest of Astro Parker Doesn't Fail, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, let's continue the conversation. Um, came Let's us. talk about the, the lesbian sex marathon. Well, let's talk about their first time, yeah. which was the the, in the pantry. pantry in the in the inn, which yeah. I thought was really funny. Um, but also was so like like yeah, of course that's how that's gonna end up playing yeah. out, right? Like yeah. they finally both were like, no, we want each other. <laughs> yeah, like, we, it's it's a spur of the moment thing. It was very genuine. Um, and I love. Jordan, like she's just so cocky, bro. I like she's that. So, I fucking love it. Cocky so but humble. That's what yeah. I like. Um, she's so funny. I just loved. I loved that whole scene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> my, what were my notes during that scene? Let's see. Um. Sm- is smutting. Uh, Jordan telling Astrid to sit on her face. I'm screaming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that Meredith showed up right after that. Oh, I, I like, know. What? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that very... was. And not and like Simon bursting in, and then both of them being like, "I know it smells like sex in here." <laughs> like, yeah, they were like it reeks of sex it in here. Reeks. There's little to no airflow in this pantry. <laughs> oh God. And then Meredith being there, I was like, I feel bad for Astrid. I felt awful that that because of that moment, like they had to part ways without any like talking or like aftercare or anything like that. Like, yeah, that was rough. Also, it was yeah. Astrid's first time with a woman. Like, yeah, yeah, that feels so bad. That like, and not even that. Like, and I, I, I don't think that this was really stressed on Astrid's end. So maybe I was just projecting, right? But mm-hmm. like the idea too that there's this whole like I don't know little beautiful fuzzy moment is dissolved because like her ex is there (laughs) on top of everything like not just being interrupted and they have to separate and they can't like debrief together but it's like because of her ex like that's horrid that was very awful and like I just I hated the Meredith the whole thing remain in Jordan's life to some extent yeah was such a like I need to keep you around for the validation and to maintain that like I am not a bad person and I still need you to love me and care about me because like she did a very shitty thing and like the the conversation conversation they had where it was like you were right we both we were not right together we both deserve something more we deserve a bet like a Mm -hmm. bigger better love all those things but the way you didn't talk to me about yeah. it at all, you just it was one sided. It was one sided, right. and all those things. And like, and Meredith finally was like, "You were right." Like that. Like I get it. Like that. That was really fucking shitty of me to do. But just that whole like the way she needed to keep updating Jordan. She needed to be like, "Oh, I'm just checking in. I just want to see that yeah. you're okay. I still care about you." And blah blah. blah. It was like, giving don't ever move on. Don't ever move on. 
And also, like, I am harboring so much guilt. I need Mm -hmm. to stay or, like, I need to make sure that we are on good terms for, like, so that I don't crumble. Yeah, no, 100%. I can't fully admit that I did something that bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and it was very much giving, like, that toxic relationship you grew up with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah. they were kids when they met. And then they were together for so much. Like, weren't they together for, like, 15 years or something? something yeah, like. Something crazy like that. Middle you know, school that's a through, long time. Yeah, I mean, they were friends, but, like. Yeah, I know. They started but... being. They started having sex in college. So, yeah, it was, like, 12, 15 years. I don't know, something like that. Of, like, being in each other's lives. So. Yes. It it was very much giving the like she made the decision to leave, but is now insecure about the idea that like Jordan could have a life without, without her, her, even though yeah. that's what she wanted. Which is like I'll give like that is uncomfortable to think that somebody that has been so that was so important to you for so many years can have a life without you. Mm-hmm. Like that is such an uncomfortable thing yeah. to deal with, but like you just kind of have to. Yeah, especially when you made the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you are no longer you know allowed those kinds of uh, yeah, like access to, to yeah. that person's life. Yeah. And I think that I think that this like part of the plot too was very. I don't know. It was it was it added another layer for to Jordan for me of mm-hmm. like she now gets to we've seen that we've learned that she has become her own person kind of mm-hmm, not kind mm-hmm. of she has um and now we're seeing like also not only has she become her own person but she's still like haunted by her, her ex who's yeah. still trying to like self insert whenever possible but at a distance like when it's yeah. convenient for her yeah um i think too like reading about jordan's story and yeah. everything this is this just came to mind but the whole like after something really traumatic happens and everyone's they are like you just have to feel it to move through it like you have to mm-hmm. like really feel it and just walk straight through it to get to the other side and blah blah all that shit you know and mm-hmm. it's like and I think for a lot of people me it's really hard like that like how am I how do I like make sure I'm really feeling my emotions instead of like yeah analyzing and over intellectualizing Mm -hmm. but i think this was a good example of like i think jordan really felt yeah emotions and we saw the process of her like coming out the other end and like healing in certain ways and like losing her business and having the fucking breakdown like putting something on fire um everything with kind of actually feeling attraction and growing to love astrid like that, that I feel like that was such a good example of like seeing somebody feel their shit, be totally torn down, broken, crying all yeah. the time, and then kind of coming through the other side slowly. Definitely. But I felt like it was it was a pretty accurate way. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I also felt like sh- it was it was nice to see that full closure moment too. Mm-hmm. I feel of. Jordan finally just speaking up for herself. Yeah. 
I also thought, and I think the same goes for Astrid too, speaking up to her mom. Yeah, I know those are completely different situations, but it was kind of a similar thing. Like, obviously, with your parent, you've been with them for your whole life as well. And Mm -hmm. to, and it was a similar kind of manipulation thing. Like, her mom always needed ties to her and always needed to be in control and things like this. And so, Mm -hmm. for Astrid to also have her moment of like not really closure because it would be something ongoing obviously to heal from that but right of just this is the first time I am putting my foot down and not meeting your expectations mm-hmm. and instead meeting like exceeding my own idea of myself yeah which I thought was really cool I really liked the depth of this book it had a yeah. lot of it had a lot going on and then it was also like yeah and here's the you know them falling in love. And I really loved uh, how, like, silly their whole friend group is. Like, Astrid's friend group is. I fucking love it. I love it. Um, do you think it's going to be Iris and Simon? Uh, for the next one? No. Why? Because I saw the cover. <laughs> it's a woman. Fuck! <laughs> Iris Kelly doesn't date is the cover. Or is the title of the next one. And it's not. Oh, you're perhaps right. it's a non-binary person, but I don't really know. Wait, what color is Iris's hair? Which one's Red. Iris? Iris is the okay, super okay. boho one. Right, right, right. Okay, the other one's really hot, though, so that works. True. <laughs> True. Dang! Okay, I was getting, like, Simon... I think they were trying to give us that. That's the thing. That's the thing. There was also... I had the, like, EPUB, mm-hmm. and there was also an excerpt from the Iris Kelly book. <gasps> How, but I didn't. That? I didn't read it. Oh, because I was okay. like, uh, I don't want to distract myself, and I won't remember it anyways. Okay. But I remember the Astrid Parker one, so maybe I would have remembered it. Yeah. But um, will but you yeah, read it I'm, and then tell me about it? Yeah, I will. I'll send it to you if you want. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> um, I I think I don't know if I actually like Iris. So far, I don't. I don't. I think she's. Kind I don't of either. But insufferable. Perhaps, yeah, okay, I'm glad you felt like that. Because I was like, <laughs> am I being mean? I know I'm just a hater, so I need to be checked occasionally. Um, but that's really reaffirming, because I don't like her. So I'm really, I'm very interested to see what her book is going to be like, because I'm curious. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I think we also just, like, don't know any... We don't know enough about Iris Yeah. to know what the whole like what the subplot's going to be about because you know like yeah with astrid even in delilah green doesn't care like we knew at that point it was going to be something it was going to be about like honoring herself and figure out mm-hmm. who, what like really honoring what she wants and standing up to her yeah. mom and all that like we knew that before this book even started kind of what mm-hmm. this was going to be about but i have no idea for iris yeah, because all we've seen of Iris so far is, like you said, a little insufferable. Like, in Delilah Green, she's the one who, like, doesn't she step up and, like, in the bar in the first scene and, like, try to make it sound like Claire needs to sleep with someone? Yes. Someone? Like, that was really annoying. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Um, no, and I, no, no. I think their whole their whole group is very silly. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm totally down with all the silliness that they all individually have their own little silly thing. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe this last breakup will humble Iris and then she'll become tolerable. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be too negative about it because I did I did like this one. So perhaps I will like the next one. But yeah. Um 
I am I am intrigued. I am intrigued because let me tell you, my jaw dropped when they said that Iris's like girlfriend or whatever was married. Uh, married. I was like, oh, <laughs> full actual gasp. So yeah. you never know. I guess that changes somebody. So yeah, I'm intrigued. I oh, you know what I loved in this book? The whole mm. when she had the first sex dream about Jordan, yes. and she went to Delilah. And yes, just, I that just was like so cute. It made me want to reread Delilah Green Doesn't Care because I really did love, like, I didn't love Claire. I mean, I loved Claire, but I just couldn't get as invested into it for attraction purposes. But I love Delilah. See, and that's yeah. funny because I feel like I liked Delilah in this book. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if, if, like, why didn't I like her in the last one? Or not, I, not like I didn't hate her, right? I want to be clear. I just it why, wasn't didn't do it for me. Yeah, I don't know. I need to reread, figure it out. How do I find my highlights on my phone? Okay, yeah, because there was the scene where um, Astrid does go to Delilah, mm-hmm. and hold on. I really liked what Delilah said, and I'm just trying to fucking find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Where Delilah's like, okay, hold up. Delilah said, sitting up and leaning a little closer to Astrid. Never before doesn't mean never ever. You know that, right? Yes, of course. I just, I mean, I have Claire and Iris. I have, I have you. I'm surrounded by queer friends and family. Wouldn't I have known by now if I was attracted to women? And Delilah shrugged and said, sexuality is complicated. It's not static. People change and sexuality can change too. She took a sip of her coffee, but this is you we're talking about here. You're pretty much the poster kid for compulsory <laughs> heterosexuality. <laughs> and, oh my god, and I fucking loved Astrid reflecting and being like, yeah, you know, I was always really aware of, like, how women's chests, like, fit in their shirts and, like, yeah. how their pants fit their thighs and butt and everything like that. And it's like, yeah. but it was always like, did I want to look like that? Like, right. And you just, like, it's so easy to dismiss those things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm really, like, attentive to detail. That's all. No. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, and I really did love when um Iris is like, you look like you just made out with a lumberjack, right? To oh yeah. To Astrid because she has her lipstick smut. Yeah, and she goes, I didn't make out with a lumberjack. She announced three pairs of eyes flew to her like bugs to a light. I made out with a lumberjane, okay? For a second, the other woman seemed frozen, their sh- their gazes shifting from her to each other and back again. Finally, Iris was the one to break the spell. Jordan fucking Everwood, she said, clapping her hands <laughs> on each word before pointing to Astrid. I knew it. I knew you two were eye-fucking each other over my rainbow shelves last week. Then, before Astrid could laugh or protest or react at all, Iris grabbed her around the waist and pulled her onto the bed. She yanked she yanked both Claire and Delilah into her embrace as well until the four women were wrapped up together on the bed, laughing and crying and swearing everyone's hair and makeup ruined good and proper. And no other moment in Astrid's life had ever felt so perfect. Like oh. their whole friendship group, like I cried. I was like, this is like, this is such pure love yes. that they all have for each other. There's no, like, obviously there's joking and like messing with each other and stuff like that. But it's that level of like, I don't know. It was just like pure acceptance and love. Like yeah. it was so pure. It's reminded me of the um it kind of became a popular 
audio on TikTok. It's from Dolly Alderton's book, um, Everything I Know About Love. And it was like, most things I've learned about love have been from my like platonic relationships with my female mm-hmm. friends. And we're just like, yeah. Like I have learned yeah. so much about love and what I deserve and yeah. how I want to be loved and how I should love. Yeah. From my friends. Hell yes. I thought of that audio when I read that scene. That's a good connection. Thanks. I love that. What is it about me and always ending up reading lovey books? Romance books was the word I was looking for. Oh, lovey that, books. Have, that have like baking in them. What is oh, it? Oh, I don't know. I end up all the time accidentally reading baking romances. And I think it's so funny. Um, but I love that like kind of ev- I know like this is the happily ever after thing kicking in but i love that everybody was getting the thing that they perhaps didn't know that they wanted but they wanted you know yeah. in the end like jordan getting the offer to be in that magazine for mm-hmm. like her designs on the everwood and um very much giving things will work out they need to the way that they yeah, need to work out yeah. yeah even if it seemed really hard it is gonna work out in the way that it's supposed to yeah and Astrid, like, working at the Everwood and being, like, management, but also baking. I was like, yes, this is so good. I loved the way that, um, like, the big, the grand gesture from yeah, Astrid. Like, the the Two of Cups theme I coming the, back into play. I kind of thought the tarot card thing was a little cheesy. I hated it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But by the end, by, like, the, the reveal at the end, I was like, okay, that was cute. That, that yeah, was like, this just not for me. Like, I yeah. know that's a big core thing in queer groups <laughs> it's not for me bro i can't do it so the second i think i even wrote down this note but like the second that um in the beginning of the book jordan oh was God. like pulling out the tarot cards i was like oh no oh no i was like I, I can't she, do this she had to she pulled over started crying and pulled out a deck of tarot cards I'm on the like, side no. of the fucking road i was like oh it's my god for me it's no. not she improved from there but i was yeah. already like we're not on the right foot <laughs> this is not going well um but i thought it was cute that like they were they were they had that faded moment of like the uh, Claire getting a box delivered and it has the tarot cards and it's so like exactly, the same yeah. set and da 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 and she pulls the two of cups and okay like that okay I'm in that's cute and I okay. love the like throwing pebbles at um, Jordan's window to convince her to come outside and then leaving like cute, the, yeah. the trail of two of cups yeah like that was cute I I enjoyed the grand the big I confession and her saying you are my destiny. Mm-hmm. to Jordan oh. because oh. of all the destiny stuff and I was like yeah <laughs> the clit necklace the clit necklace sounds great. <laughs> this was just a fun little book I th- I think it was uh I'm, this is my segue into rating it um I think <laughs> nothing like nothing says a segue like announcing the segue yeah um I think that- in conclusion in conclusion, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really found myself enjoying this one more than Delilah Green, as I said before. And I mm-hmm. felt like it was silly. It had like the romance. The smut was good. I, I was enjoying everything that was going on. I didn't think it was like a perfect book mm-hmm. by any means. But yeah. for me, like this one, I was vibing. It was a 4.5 for me. I, there were some times where I was I was giddy over them. Yeah, I was kicking my feet. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> I was giggling. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I think four point five is good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll, that's fair. I'll agree. 
it's not like the best piece of literature I've ever read, but boy, was I enjoying it. So, yeah. So it gets points for that. Um, do you have anything else to say? Mm, no, I don't think so. Can't wait to edit this shit show of a. Yep. Um, (laughs) it's okay Uh, okay I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode before we part we'd just like to thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover host discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always I am Sam Cabrera Dixon I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Hood Feminism by Mickey Kendall. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.